Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. Uh, joining me today is Keegan Thomas. I'm, as always, Tristan Miller. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Except for, is that a Yankees hat you're wearing? It is a Yankees hat I'm wearing. Okay, why? Okay, so I, I grew up in New Zealand, and like we've always had American sports here, but I didn't know any of the teams at all. Mm-hmm. Only places in America I've been to was L.A. and Florida. Uh, but my yeah right. But you know exactly why I went there. Those two to Disney. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> went there for Disneyland. But my dad has always he's he played baseball. We like softball slash baseball over in this country. And he's always had Yankee hats. So I defected to what he supported, and I support the Yankees now. But with other sports, we're completely different. I just support I support like random teams for random reasons in America. Well, this is what I'll say. You've picked the the team that is the most. What is it? I don't want to say problematic, but incites the most opinions. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I personally wish the Yankees would die forever. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you seem nice enough besides that. Well, that's fair enough. Like, I feel like it's it's okay on my end because a lot of people in this country will wear Yankees hat just because that's the style or something oh, sure. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I like, I do actually keep up with the team a little bit. Well, that's we, good. We did well last season, but choked. So that probably was good on your end. It was. It was very, it was very nice actually. Yeah. Um, so I met you because you had done a show called Enter the Sandman yes. about Adam Sandler's filmography. How yeah. did that come about? So that came about, it was, January January 12th last year I remember because uh, for Christmas I was just kind of like think, seeing what I could get myself and I looked on Amazon and they had like Blu-rays that you can't get in this country so I was like okay here's what are some movies that I'm never going to be able to purchase in New Zealand and one of them was Punch Drunk Love by Adam Sandler and I really wanted to watch it really wanted to own it so I watched it and I was like this is really good and then like he has so many on Netflix and all over the place so I was like why don't like on my Instagram stories, because I'm big on the Instagram stories, I was like, okay, let's watch every single Adam Sandler movie. And then about halfway through the year, I was like, it was all the comedians were like, oh, I'm doing this for the Fringe Festival. What are you doing for the Fringe Festival? And I was like, I don't know. And then one comedian said, why don't you do something about what you're doing with Adam Sandler? And that's how it just became... It came from that. Just a comedian being like, Adam Sandler could be a show. And I was like, holy crap, it could. <laughs> Literally. So it just kind of fell into your lap. You were just like, let me watch all of them. Just kind of on a whim? It was, yeah, it was just, it genuinely just, it started off as a joke. Like, it was just <laughs> sure. like, because it, it was, it was funny because I'd be watching them and like documenting them on my story. And then comedians would come up to me and be like, and would just be like, are you like, okay? <laughs> Like you're, you're doing this like you're you're really doing it like it's not is it a joke and I was like yeah yeah but I'm gonna do a show and then yeah I remember one comedian was like oh thank god there's an end goal inside <laughs> it's not just you watching them for no reason at all I think that made people more comfortable yeah, being yeah. like okay so there's a reason there's a reason okay. your mental health isn't deteriorating you're just yes. doing a bit got it got it's it. Just it yeah you're not watching you're not watching Jack and Jill because you want to <laughs> I'll say this I was surprised that it wasn't a 2020 thing like that you didn't watch them in lockdown yeah, well, I yeah, because I, I thought about it because it really 
I, I, I tried to remember what I did last lockdown and I think I just because yeah, like I feel like everyone just was like oh I'm going to do that one thing I hadn't done in a while or like read books and stuff like that but yeah it was I watched because we had in New Zealand we had two lockdowns yeah. the first one and then that went away and then it was like a year pass and then we had another one and then the other one I was watching like a bunch of the Marvel movies sure just for no reason just because I was bored yeah but like there was no like going about it like I'm going to marathon every single movie kind of thing mm-hmm. and like give them a rating and all that no it was just yeah but it was it, and it made it harder because I had a, I had a full time job all of last year mm-hmm. so I had to like pick certain days or like certain time frame where I could do a full day of work watch a movie and then most likely have a gig so yeah. it, got, it got a lot harder it would have been a lot easier if I did it in lockdown <laughs> understandable um, did you you didn't watch them chronologically because you started no. with Punch Dog. Was there any system that you had? So it's it kind of started. I was I, I compiled the list and started taking them off. So the first three I watched because I started I started with a three. I watched Punch Dog Love and then I was with my partner. And we watched The Wedding Singer. And I think Big mm. Big Daddy because I was like, okay, let's watch like starting out strong. And starting out strong and then I was like, but I don't want to. If I watch them chronologically, I know that I would go from like the best yeah. to middle ground too awful so i was like i need to at least enjoy some of this so i said to myself uncut gems and happy gilmore will be the last two i watch that's those are like what everyone considers the best and i consider very good and then just in between then i was just like i wrote down like all the at like how long they would take because mm-hmm. some of them he's got like two two hour movies for no reason yeah yeah and so i was like okay i have a whole day i can watch a two hour one there or i can watch an hour one there so it's just it was just literally just like which one do i kind of feel like watching more and then it ended up being like, which one do I have to get over? <laughs> sure. Two hour ones where I was just like, all right, let's get this one over with, and then next time we can watch this one. Understandable. Um, I when you were, I saw the show, and when you were talking about eight crazy nights, yes. And I don't know why, but as like a, I would say thirteen year old, I watched that movie like five times oh, in yeah. one week. And can I be honest? I think the music's pretty good in it. So I, I think I watched that movie. So I have a there's a um, American comedian who used to be in New Zealand and he's now currently he's back in the states. He's from Texas. Mm-hmm. He as soon as I started doing this, he said, "Let me know when you're watching a Crazy Nights." And it wasn't like the big one to me to do. I think I, I watched it in December because it's like a Christmas movie, Hanukkah Christmas yeah. movie kind of thing, and I watched it. And I watched it for the first time, not barely knowing anything about it, and it was it's going into a blind. That shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's one of those movies that, like, as a young kid, I guarantee I would have loved it. It would have been a Christmas staple for me watching all this stuff. Like, you can definitely see that because he has all this music. Mm -hmm. It's a musical, and there's all these like stuff, and all his friends are voicing characters. So there's he's playing like five characters as well. He he plays two characters, and you're like he plays himself basically with like a tragic backstory, and then he plays like an old man and his sister, and it's really weird. But there's a there's something about it that like I think like if anyone because I remember people came up to me after the show and they'd be like I've not seen any of these movies and he's like I really want to watch this one now because mm-hmm. of the way I talked about it and I'm like I, I would recommend some of them but I recommend Eight Crazy Nights just going into it blind not yeah. knowing what it's about and just like it's some of those scenes are just crazy it, it, there's that whole like kind of dream sequence that like I for whatever reason as a again like almost a preteen was just like yes this for whatever reason I do have a question about Jack and Jill Ugh. I have never seen. <laughs> I have never seen it. Yep. I've seen the Dunkachino sequence a lot. Yes. Because there's that internet. There was that Twitter yeah. thing. And is that the best part? Is that all I need to see, or do I yeah, need the context? Honestly, so so so. Uh, <laughs> this this mood, Jack and Joe. I've done the the show already, and will be taking it everywhere. But I like. I will. I will stand by. I have a hatred. I, I, it's the only. It's the only movie where I genuinely will be like like that. I don't really want to watch again. I'll watch it maybe as a joke. There's a couple of movies that I don't did not really like. But Jack and Jill is the one I talk about the most. Is it's yeah that movie. So Little Nicky. Everyone who's seen Little Nicky knows that it's a massive ad for Popeye's chicken. Yes. And everyone knows that he does like. Uh, product placement all the time in all those movies. Oh, yeah. This yeah, one yeah. is, like, a Dunkin' Donuts commercial, but he prefers Starbucks. Doesn't the character work for Dunkin' Donuts he as, works, like, an he's ad? A, he's an advertising guy, and he's, like, one of the... He, like, makes the ads for this advertising company, and that's all you know, but they... Dunkin' Donuts want Al Pacino 
for the move. The, the, the plot is Dunkin' Donuts want Al Pacino, so he needs to get Al Pacino, and he tries, and Al Pacino doesn't want anything to do with him. But he falls in love with his sister, his twin sister, who was played by Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's yeah. the movie. And like you think you that sounds like a fun. That idea. sounds like a fun movie, but no one. <laughs> Adam Sandler just doesn't care about this movie. You just feel like he's just not there for it. Uh, no one in that movie is really trying. Al Pacino is just manic yeah. the whole time, and he's just a weirdo. But like it's and it just I don't know. It just I really like just don't like that. Movie. <laughs> I was watching it because I it was in um. My flatmate got COVID, and I don't know if this was a thing in the States, but when your flatmate gets COVID or someone in your family or someone you live with gets COVID, you have to stay home. We had to stay home for 10 days. Uh, no, we don't have that yeah. in the States because we hate people more than you do. That's true. Um, like in Florida, there is no COVID. Uh, yeah, but they, oh my God. But we had to, we had to, so we, I had to isolate with my partner away from my flat just so I didn't get it because yeah. like the, the rule in New Zealand was if one person gets it, and then another person gets it, then the timer restarts. So you have oh. to stay in for as long as until they're like gone or unless, unless you get it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get it. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to continue along with the Adam Sandler trilogy, uh, the marathon. And I was like, let's watch Jack and Jill. And I I watched that movie back in the day and I was like, eh, not that great. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird ass movie. Uh, if you're going to watch it, I recommend watching it high. <laughs> Understandable. With friends. Yes. Um... I don't want to harp too much about the Adam Sandler thing because I also want to talk about other movies and experiences that you've had. But I will say I'm glad that you recommend Rain Over Me, which is, I think, my favorite performance of his. It's so good. It is a dramedy. It's fine. Oh, it's... Oh, absolutely. It's also one of the few movies about 9-11 that's, like, good. Yeah. Well, it's... It was was weird to me because I had... I I hadn't seen it until this marathon. Rain Over mm-hmm. Me was the first time I saw it, and I remember I was mm-hmm. like, because I um, at a Blu-ray store they had it for ten dollars, mm-hmm. and I remember I saw it and I was like, oh maybe I'll get it, and, and I put off buying it, and then a year went by and it was still there, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy this, and so I watched it for the first time, and I was kind of like, okay, I know that this this movie is a drama. Let's see what it does, and I've loved dra- his drama performances, Punch Out Love, Uncle James, and all that stuff, but this one, yeah, this one is issue yeah because like they don't use 9-11 as a gimmick like a lot of movies do and he has like i'd say non-hollywood ptsd it feels yes. like he actually does it's i yeah right over me a very very good movie that slipped under the radar unfortunately yeah it was it was really fr- i don't know why people didn't glom onto it but like at a certain point like a big staple of the plot is that he won't stop playing Shadows of Colossus yeah this and is. like that's the most believable version of post-traumatic stress it's like yeah you just don't want to deal with what's going on he's just it's just yeah it's just perfectly framed that he just like doesn't want to he doesn't want to talk about it and he wants to deal with it he has to deal with it in himself and he just gets like there's scenes when he gets triggered and you actually feel that but yeah it's like there's some reason he plays Shadow Colossus. It's just like trying to beat the giant mm-hmm. monsters around. Yeah, something brilliant. But yeah, very good movie. Highly recommend. I think it's probably Apple. Like it. Yeah, probably. If it's not on any of the streaming services in you, New Zealand. It's on Apple. Yeah, I should You know, you could go to other places. There's probably a very pretty non-venue of VPN. So I'm trying to um, be very subtle about it. Yeah. But anyway. Um, in general, do you like movies? Because you started out as an actor as yeah, well. I, I, I love, 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 love movies. Movies have always been kind of my my definite thing. Like uh, Being a comedian was because I was mainly... So I did theatre and film in, at uni. Mm-hmm. And I was like into acting, but then doing a theatre degree made me hate acting. I, it, like, it's <laughs> yeah, still, that makes sense. I still like it, but like I just hate like the kind of theatre culture that... This country slash like mainly Wellington has it's just Fair. not right. There's, there's a deep dive I've been going to, but I've always always loved movies. Like parents have shown me classics since I was a kid and all that stuff. But I I was a writer first, but I was finding I was getting no good feedback for my writing. So I was like I was like okay, well I've always kind of wanted to do comedy, and that's where you get feedback straight away. That's true. If your joke is funny, they will laugh. So I was like, this is the best way I can be a writer and comedian. So that's that's where I kind of did that. Nice, nice. Went that way. What was it? What's the best movie that you've seen recently? Would you say recently? Yeah. Ooh, best new movie. Um, well, no, that you've seen recently. It doesn't need to be a new movie. New to you. New to me? I yeah. Have, I have. I have. You have Letterbox. Oh, I yeah. love Letterbox. Every time I watch, every time I watch a movie, I always mm-hmm. jot it down on my Letterbox. 
It's my favorite thing to do. I think, well, I, on the plane, because I was recently, I came back from Singapore, I watched, with my partner, we watched Bullet Train. Okay. Have you seen that? I haven't yet, no. It's good. Yeah. Like, it's silly. Yes. It knows what it is. It knows mm-hmm. it's a silly action movie with a bunch of characters and stuff like that, but it's very stylistic and fun. Yeah. So I really like that one. Um, as far as, like, I've, I just watched a bunch of, like, new, like, probably the most newer movie I watched. Did you, like, when you were, did you have to have to do, like, a palate cleanser movies when you were watching all the Sandler movies where you're like, I need to go see, like, a movie movie? Or did you just power through? Oh, I, um... I made sure to do this at the end of the year just to cut so I could have it on my list but yeah. so I have the I watched it was like after I watched um, his first movie Going Overboard which if no one if you don't know what it is no one's seen it it's his first movie he did in 1989 mm-hmm. really low budget really bad not good um, but I was just like I need, a, I need to have something like watch and so I watched Seven Samurai oh yeah which I absolutely love as a movie. I got like bought like the Criterion remaster and all that stuff. So I was like, okay. And so I sat down, sat down for three and a half hours, and I watched that movie, and I absolutely, I love that movie. Excellent. I'm yeah. glad you gave yourself that bit of self care. There's, there's sometimes where I had to do palatable. Probably after I can't remember what I watched after Jack and Jill, but I guarantee I needed to watch. There's certain ones where I was like, I need to watch something else. <laughs> so I have some movie trivia questions okay. for you. The first one is always the same. Ask everybody this. What is movie? What is movie? What is movie? That's uh, when a train's coming straight towards you (laughs) and you jump out of the direction of it. Excellent answer. Um, What animal would you want to ratatouille yourself into success? Uh, Wait, so it's on top of my head? Yeah, it's on top of your head. Oh, that's such a good question. Thank you very much. Oh, to, oh, to, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like animals, but like it'd be funny if I had like the biggest thing on top of my head and had to hide it. <laughs> yeah. Like, By the way, just, just so you're aware, the hat will expand. It will to, expand? Yeah, to whatever. So I look like, I look like Jamiroquai? Yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> You'd look like Jamiroquai. That's, that's the person that's going to ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> which is and his hat is too big inside your hat in North, yeah mm-hmm. oh god like I don't know I went to yeah last I, I want I would want it like my favourite animal is a gorilla yeah like that would that would be quite cool but I don't know how that would get me to success in like any kind of world ah uh, it it's just like a little mascot little mascot little yeah. mascot oh. I mean I think a, I think a gorilla could get you to success in stand up comedy Probably. You know that. I think I'd be really good at fighting if I had a gorilla on top of my... You know, I'm going to go... I'm going to... Yeah, final one. Gorilla. I'm going to have a gorilla on... Excellent. On my head. Because that'd be sick. It would be. Um, what movie monster do you want to fuck? Want to fuck? Yeah, not that you have to. Like, Ooh. you would actively... And it can't be a vampire, because that's too easy. That's too easy. It's too sexy. Yeah, it's just like, okay, well, fine. This is any movie monster? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to think of, like, the really, like, oh, Phantom of the Opera, but the Gerard Butler version. Okay, I would not call him a monster, but that's a very good yeah, answer. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, he's a monster in, Joel, like, a man. But Joel, like... Joel Schumacher just said, let's make it hot. Let's do it. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely correct. Um, what is my favorite movie? Your favorite movie? Yeah. Oh, from the minimal time I've met you. Well, yeah. For, it just... The instinct that I have is that it has to be a Woody Allen movie because you're from New York. <laughs> not because of him, not because yeah, of him. I was going to say, I hope not. he's a piece of shit, but it just feels like New York. Oh, it's got to be... I'm... Oh. Can I have a hint? Is there a hint? Um, There's a real answer, but I want to know what you think. I like, this know. is a way of, like, me getting to know you by you trying to get to know okay. me. It's I, not... Is it Tootsie? <laughs> it, it is. For the bit, yes, it is. Yeah. But it's not in real life. But that's a okay. very interesting and good answer, and I can see why you would think that. It's because I think, like... This is like trying to guess someone's star sign, by the way. That's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, comedian, I feel like... Because you're, like, comedian, but, like, I, I was leaning more towards New York, but, like, actual, like, great, like, New York movies. And Tootsie mm-hmm. has, like, you know, Bill Murray, 
just vent like the whole time he's not doing any lines he's just doing whatever he wants and that's just it's just a great movie but yeah yeah it's been a while since I've seen it but I remember liking it mm. um so finally final question why is Austin Powers just so sexy <laughs> oh it's the teeth <laughs> excellent choice so I they, love those. I love those movies. Those movies are hilarious. Still, still they, to this day, they hold up surprisingly well. Except yeah. for Will Ferrell and Brownface in the first that's, and that's, third one. That's the only. Yeah, the only thing. That's the main one that you're like. You're just like, oh god, not not this. But like that, those movies are really fun because I because I love those. I'm a sucker for like good spoof movies like yeah. that. Yeah. Like me and my friends recently watched Scary Movie Three. Mm. That one still holds up and is actually pretty funny. Okay, no. Surprisingly. I haven't seen any of the scary movies. Scary movie one, two, and three, worth your time. Four and five, not at all. That does not surprise me. Yeah. Um, I was watched a YouTube video about spoof movies recently, and I'm, it's interesting the the line between parody and spoof, because, like, for example, Airplane is a direct parody about an actual movie, but yeah. no, one, no one knows the movie, so yeah. it feels like a spoof film. I don't know. Anyway, it's a fun thing to think about, for me at least. Um, so are you ready for our word for... Wait, wait, you didn't tell yeah. me what your favorite movie was. And I never will. You never will. No, you can go to my letterbox and see which oh, one. Oh, okay. You know, you top four. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's four. I'll, I'll give you my top four. Okay. And you have to, you can try and figure out which one is actually my favorite. Okay. Kiki's Delivery Service. Great movie. Woman Under the Influence. Another great movie. If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. And then I think I have the great first movie. Star Wars up there as well. Alright, I'm I you don't need, I'm gonna say Kiki's Delivery Service is your favorite movie. It's not. Ooh. Yeah, it's very good. It makes me cry every time. Yeah, when so. I was flying out here, I'm like, I'm like her. I'm going, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Um it's woman under the influence. Okay. Phenomenal right, film. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm a person of taste. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um I don't wanna do that. Uh so the our word for today, children, okay. is offend. 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 O F F E N D. Easy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have a couple of places my mind went. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to say before I make like a pitch to you? No, no, no. You go okay. ahead. You pitch, pitch me in the movie. I think it's about flat earthers that are trying to get off the end of the earth. A suicidal flat earther. <laughs> oh, you went a weird... Oh, you went completely different to what I was doing. And I love that. That's great. Thank you. That would be... That'd be great if you had like... If the trailer... And it was like no, and, and like if you had it was offend, yep. and then like it like it like you can't see my hands right now, but like it like splits, and then there's like the little like dash, so it ends up being offend. Oh. That's great. Thank you very much. Would it would it be documentary or fictional? Oh, uh, why not mockumentary? Mockumentary, I think, would be great. Yeah, both. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so we you know generally there's three acts, so I feel like if it's a suicide, can you put a suicidal plot or um. So what makes them want to commit suicide, do you think, in that first act? What about their life is just like, oh, I can't do this anymore? So he, mu- he, he must, like, kind of, like, have been convinced by too many people that it's not flat. Okay, and so he's like, I'm going to prove it, and I'm also going to commit emotional seppuku here. It's like, it's like it's, he's, he's like, if it, like, it, it's going to be like, he's, if he doesn't prove it, this is it. Okay. Yeah. But if he does prove it's like a witch trial, but if, but if he, he does, does prove it, he does he prove it, then he's <laughs> right, and he's gonna be the biggest person because no one else has ever found it yet. So okay. okay, yeah. But if he doesn't if he if he never finds the edge, then it's, that's it. He can't he can't go on. I I like that as well. Um may I make a pitch for our lead in honor of your movie sh- your show rather. I feel like it's gotta be Sandler. You think Sandler would be oh it'd I, don't be, know. I think it'd be very good if we got him like toned down, like hustle Adam Sandler, not Jack and Jill Adam Sandler. Yeah. You know, if he's like playing this kind of weird guy. I think Or do you want to go with somebody else? I think I I'm, I'm honestly if we're going down that route, it feels like one of those movies that Sandler would be like because Sandler like nowadays is like very dancing around like all the politics and stuff. Like he's yeah. not not as heavy on any of that stuff. Sure, so sure, if he sure. was going into more thing, I think this movie definitely with the most recent like news about him. I think this movie's Rob Schneider. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. He it fits him a little too well. But then you have a bad actor in our leading role is the thing. But what if like he, hey. this is his turn? Oh, like, okay, this is, so this is like like Sandler's like this is it, bud. You've done your comedies, you've done your goofy stuff, mm-hmm. and now this is a goofy story. But what if you like played it real safe, real tight, like mm-hmm. get there? Okay, okay. So this is his like uh, SAG award. Bit. This is his. This is his final. Like this is like the last dance for him, kind of thing. Like. He's, he's about to be cancelled. He needs to do this one <laughs> last movie that makes people go like that. Like he's like um like Brit like Brendan Fraser in a way. Like oh, yeah. how he's had this how he's had the Brene songs. Yeah. So like he's Rob Schneider's just like had a bunch of bad movies, been in the news recently about his view on vaccines and, and now it's a like a million other things. And then, oh, just everything. Yeah. Uh, and then so this is like his like is like he's making fun of himself in a way mm. like him being a skeptic so like it's like he's self-aware okay we'll give him a few points for that like that kind of thing okay i like that a lot so so rob schneider is trying to prove the earth is flat and if he he's gonna kill himself if he does yeah it. but also i like the idea if um do you think for the ending that he it should be actually flat and then he falls off the edge of the earth I accidentally, think it, I and think he can't prove it to anybody. Yeah, I think it'll be that would be the funniest ending that he actually proves it, but he dies. So it's like, yeah, we don't know where he's gone. We like he's gone. He's lost at sea, and then they just like kind of end the movie or something like that. That'd be that'd be the funny. Like that would be a, like a great twist, and like, well, yeah, I think that would make the second movie. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so we have the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the end, so we have to flush out the middle. Do you think it should be like a, a like sort of um, like a road trip movie where he's like going across all these different places to try and get to the end of the earth, and he's meeting all these weird people that are like giving him life lessons? I think I uh, yeah, it could be like yeah, him him like finding himself. Sure, finding himself because like his whole goal is to I'm gonna kill myself if I don't find the end of the earth, and I'll live if I don't. But like he doesn't know about himself. Mm-hmm. So he's got a. He meets all these new people. He'll meet people who believe the Earth is flat and love his idea. But there'll be other people who'll be the skeptics. But he's like finding, you know, those little gems and those little things, you know. I think so. I think that's great. And I think also like, what would make the ending even funnier is if he starts out like a real piece of shit. Yeah. Like awful, telling people to kill themselves on Twitter. You know, like one of those types. Yeah. And then by the end of it, he's like full of love and compassion, and yeah. it turns out he's right, and he just fucking eats you fall, it. You fall for this character, and he eats it and just falls off. It'd be yeah. perfect. Yeah. Okay, so let's say he meets five people over the course of the middle. Um, I feel like ones should be like a barista that's really nice to him for some reason. Yeah, it's got to be a, it's got to be a hospital staff person, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's got to be like a cafe worker or something that mm-hmm. like that like he's just everyone's just been everyone would everyone know him at this point? Like, would he be famous enough that he's going on this quest? I think he should have gone viral somehow, right, and yeah. he was like on TikTok doing Probably. like you know I'm gonna prove the earth is flat. Yeah, so we pro- we probably need a scene like in maybe at the start of the movie where like people see him like at a coffee shop or like in a supermarket or something, mm-hmm. and they instantly are just like you suck. But he goes to a coffee shop and they don't recognize him. They just like what should like just the nicest person. Like what would you like? And she's, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'd like that. Yeah, like that kind of thing. And they get talking like, don't you know who I am? And she's like, no, I don't have a phone. Yeah, that kind of yeah. yeah. Like, like she's like, off the hippie, grid. Yeah, hippie, hippie, hippie coffee maker. Yeah, um, I think Rashida Jones would be great. Rashida Jones, yeah. From Parks and Rec and others. Yes, yes, no, I like, yes, yeah. I think she's got like a very warm energy and seems like she'd be willing to put up with Rob Schneider for a little bit. And then, so what lesson does he learn from her? Does he, I feel like maybe she should come in the middle and then he stops documenting the journey and starts doing it for himself. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's because of, maybe it's because of her, like he stops like, like live live yeah. videos and stuff like that he kind of just leaves his phone like there can be that bit where he's like where like maybe they talk about music or something mm-hmm. and he's about to go on a live and he's like you know what no and then he plays a song that she recommended oh that's good that kind of thing while he's like road tripping down the road that's so good so we got one down and she's the third so who is the first do you think so we need a there has to be a dude with a beard who lives in like a trailer park okay i feel like that's a trope that like so Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the guy who got rob schneider into this oh so he's going there first he was like like, they were like cool and then it's like a doc brown uh Mm -hmm. 
McFly type thing. Like he would, Marty McFly was just chilling at school, and then this random, yeah, disgraced scientist meets it. They don't explain it, and they it's so really good. don't. But like, yeah, so he like lives in a trailer park, and Ross Schneider like worships him, even though he's like we can see that he's like a loser. I feel like, yeah, I'm blanking on who would be like the best who. Who do we know can play crazy? I feel like it's got to be someone like Nick Offerman or a really respected actor. And I feel like putting a really respected actor in this role, like a Sir Patrick Stewart or something. That I feel, yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart will be out. So that even when we get like Dame Judi Dench, Dame Judi Dench was in Chronicles of Riddick. She's up for it. She's up for anything. She likes to have a good time. Yeah, her, like Helen Mirren as well. She's in the new Shazam movie. She is. She was in Fast Fast 8 and 9, famously. 9, I think Don't don't, turn about Don't know if she's in the next one. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, so I think it'd be funny, yeah. I think Judi Dench would be very good because you, you know, don't often see her do a turn where she's playing like kind of a quirky person. She's generally very like stoic. So I think that'd be very fun. Um, So, and the idea of Judi Dench being on like internet forums is fucking funny to me. And I think it'd be great for Rob to also, and this gives him a little bit of a a thing to hop, hop over. He thinks that this user is a man. And he yeah. loves him, and then oh, yeah. he's confronted with his own misogyny yeah. um, in that first bit. But then she gives him, like, secret coordinates to the end of the earth. So that's one and three. What's two? Hmm. Little... Surely he's got, like, a, a younger, like, a person who, like, is following him and, like, wants to be a part of this journey. Oh, perfect. There's got to be someone. Hmm. And, like... The things and I was just like Daniel Radcliffe could just be his Melissa. Can I tell you? Because Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe would be up for it. Yeah, he did Weird Al. He'd it. just be yeah. He would just be like the weird, like creepy kind of like stalker dude who's just like excellent. Who's I feel like it would it would be fun to like cut away constantly to Daniel Radcliffe's character who's following Rob Schneider. Yes, but yes. he but as soon as Rob Schneider stops going live, he loses him and then he's like oh, he gets lost. <laughs> so he's just like, oh what where, where do I go from here? Oh that's quite good. Yeah. And then I feel like at a certain point with that, because he's also like going on a road trip, he's like in a camper van or whatever. Yeah. And he does get eaten by coyotes. Oh like, yeah, you know something, bad, something <laughs> bad's gonna happen. Very um, sad. But I feel like I feel like, like it's like we we think something bad's gonna happen to him. But because Rob Schneider dies at the end, I feel like the end credit scene or something has to be Daniel Radcliffe's character is alive. I agree. I absolutely agree. I was thinking as well. Maybe he's a journalist for like Vice or Vulture or something, yeah. and then he like might. I feel like he finally finds where Rob Schneider has just like he sees him fall off the face of the planet, and he's about to like break the news story. And then something bad happens to him as well, yeah. and so no one can know. No, but that that either indicates me. No one can know. No but he's just he's just gone. Absolutely. So that's one, two, three, four. I feel like has to be something very personal to him, like an ex-wife or an ex-partner, where he's Surely. like, and they, yeah, he's like calling this person up and going, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know who else to reach out to. And she's like, get a therapist. Yeah. For the love of God. There's got to be yeah. There's got to be a wife. A like he a wife that. When he before he went down this rabbit hole, yeah, he was with her and happy, and they were going to mm. start a family. But then he was like, "No, the earth is flat," and she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I cannot live with this person." Um, can I tell you a certain level of conspiracy theories is a red flag? I did date someone who was like, "What? Did we really land on the moon?" And I was like, "I should have like clocked that a little sooner." Some some conspiracy theories are fun. They are. Some of them are fun. Some of them going down a deep dive is real cool but it's the ones that are annoying and the ones that like where people like fall for like how 5G is controlling our heads and stuff those ones are stupid just like flat earthers they just get way too into it and they're just like it's the ones that get toxic it's fun to have a hobby right? it's it's the ones that get toxic people who are like because I'm constantly on TikTok and I'll scroll up and then there'll be a live saying we didn't land on the moon fight me and it's like (laughs) because they're just like no we didn't look at the way the flag's moving it's like oh my god like it's just like there's the fun ones there's yeah, like the, yeah. the, the the royal family of lizard people I like that one. yeah those are fun and, and admittedly this ex of mine did say something I do agree with which is emotionally every conspiracy theory is true the government is lying to you oh, yeah. there are things we can't explain 100% yeah. aliens are real but, but we did go to the moon we went we 100% went to the moon 
I went to um, the planetarium here, or like, a, you know, oh, yeah. uh, and I touched a moon rock, and I was like, wow, I crazy. To, I went to the, when I was in Florida, I went to the Kennedy Space Center, and I was like, look, this is a lot for a lot. <laughs> it is. This is a lot. They have two IMAX screens there. Like, that's a lot of money for trying to lie about this shit. We've been to the goddamn moon. Excellent. And so she encourages him to get a therapist. So by that last chunk, he actually has a therapist and he's yeah. talking to this person with telehealth stuff as he's going along. So what's the fifth and final magical person? Ah, that's a... Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's right before, like the denouement before he gets to the... What if it's Morgan Freeman reprising his role as God? As God? He speaks to God? He speaks to God at the end of this, and he Mm. goes... I would... I I like the idea of God. I don't know if we can do Morgan Freeman, because that might make the movie, like, people log off the where where it's going. Kind of like if he's having this whole retribution arc if oh, we sure. have Morgan Freeman show up and everyone's like wait he's playing Bruce Almighty and yeah. Almighty God but I do like the idea of a, a person coming in and being God okay cool. like someone like a, a genuine like person like him a talk to and then like you know how he turns and then they're not there or something like that I like that okay you're good no I agree with it um then if not Morgan Freeman then who well, it's gotta be someone Un- older and okay. like with a great voice so, so not Morgan Freeman. Unfortunately, not. Morgan and we can't Freeman. ask James Earl Jones to come out of retirement. James Earl Jones has done enough. <laughs> he has done enough. He is. He's so going to die tomorrow. It's very oh, sad. He's so he, old. When he dies, it's over. <laughs> it's over. The whole world will end. Um, um, what about this? What about what if we get Jim Carrey out of retirement oh. to be Bruce Almighty, who has ascended into the next level? I think. I think. Yeah, because Jim Carrey nowadays is so philosophical. He gives the yeah. greatest, most intense speech about life. Yeah, a massive beard. He, oh, it'd be it'd be glorious. Like yeah. when that when he's just talking, like how he just talks about life. Yeah, no, yeah. Jim Carrey as God. That's right. That's that's the one. Sick. And then he goes to the edge of the earth, and then it falls, falls off. And that's the it movie. Falls off, and then it will be an emotional, and it'll be an emotional moment as he's like about to fall off. He just like comes to like grips with it all and then he plummets i think there should be a pov shot as he's falling and then you just see jim carrey like give him a little wink over the court at the edge of the earth well yeah it's like see you soon <laughs> you know it would be great in this conversation with jim carrey he goes i'll see you later and then he turns yeah. and then you're like "Ooh, foreshadowing yeah yeah um so that's the movie who do you think we should get to direct it direct this movie yeah mm. right someone who's willing to put up with rod schneider Someone who's got, yeah, someone who has a lot of time and has patience. Yes. Um, so not like David Fincher, or kind of maybe. Because oh. he's got a lot of patience, but there's a lot of, that's a personality crash. It is, that is. Well, I think, I think David Fincher has a lot of patience, but ever since uh, the whole debacle with Alien 3, I don't think he takes no bullshit anymore with his That's movies. true, that's true. Um, I don't know if we'd get an indie director, like mm. an indie director who gets to like do this, so it has like a little bit of... Like, I don't want to, like, just, like, a little bit of style and stuff that's stuff that we don't see much. What if it's Paul Thomas Anderson? And he's like, I did this with Sandler. Yeah. I can do it with Schneider. PTA. Actually, you know what? This movie has a bit, like, I like PTA. Because PTA is great. Yes. But this movie does have a very secret life of Walter Mitty feel to it. It does. So Ben Stiller could Mm -hmm. hella direct this. Mm -hmm. I think so. Ben Stiller is made to all them, so he'd probably be able to deal with Rob Schneider. (laughs) Probably. Maybe he does it. He'd have to, he'd probably cameo. Oh, yeah, no, he actually, he's cameoed in all of his directorial. Got a cameo in, who would he be? He would be like, I think he'd be early on, someone who is talking on the internet with him. Yeah, or just be like, yeah, he'd just be like, maybe like a faceless voice, or like, like on Zoom or something. Oh, he's the therapist. Yeah, yeah, no, he could, yeah. There we go. That's it. Um, great. Excellent. Um, no notes. 100% a movie I would watch. That's a movie. That's Netflix. Netflix will buy it. They're canceling everything. They need more stuff. They truly do. Rob Schneider needs to be high. <laughs> I remember, so it's so funny watch, because I, I used to, I, back on Facebook, I like liked all of them back in the day, and Rob Schneider came up, and he was writing a movie with John Cleese, oh, and I no. haven't seen anything yet. So I think that movie got tanked. <laughs> that absolutely makes sense because uh, they seem to align on political correctness gone mad. Oh, God. <sighs> Fucking hell. Um, I will. Have you seen Real Rob yet? No. 
Everyone keeps telling me to watch it. I, what I will say is this. I've seen some of it. Mm. Don't watch it. Isn't it just Curb Your Enthusiasm but bad? It's very bad. And it's not just Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's just like parodies of different like shows. Like they're ones that kind of like mockumentary style feeling and like that sort of thing. But what I would say, you know, Worst Idea of All Time has a spinoff yes. called Overlooked and Undercooked. And they cover it. And it's worth listening to someone explain it. There's also a great video essay from a friend of mine, Maggie Mayfish, where she compares Tim Heidecker's um, stand-up special where he's playing like a comedian character yeah. to that. And like, mm. what is irony, what isn't. So like everything surrounding Real Rob is fascinating, yeah. but the thing itself, not I, so much. Because I, I remember I, I was like, oh yeah, I'll watch the Rob Schneider uh, series and I never got around to it. Have you seen his stand-up specials on Netflix? Oh, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids? Well, that's the second one. I've seen that one. I haven't yes. seen his original. So I watched that one and I couldn't get through it. It's hard for me to not get through a comedy special because it was it was filmed at the same time as Sandler was doing 100% Fresh. Oh, boy. Well, they had the same... It's because he'd opened for mm-hmm. him and they, they went on tour. It was Sandler, Kevin James, David Spade and Rob Schneider. I would watch all four of them do comedy. And they, they apparently, they take turns and then mm. one night they were like, okay, so we're going to film Rob's full special and then get footage for mine. And so they did his. And I he see. had Sandler's audience and that's a bunch of laughing, but it's so bad. <laughs> it's just, he, like, he doesn't come across as stand-up. He comes more across as, like, sketch. Like, yeah. he was, he was alright at SNL. Like, that, that whole cast was carried by Farley, but, like, it yeah. was still, like, a, time you know? yeah it was good he seems like a f- he seems to be exactly where he needs to be which is a small character part so i can't remember who told me or i read it but it was the movies that adam sandler rejected he gave to rob schneider that absolutely makes sense so he like hot chick he was yeah. like no i don't want to do this but i'll give it to rob or do bigger i'll give it to rob that and absolutely tracks i i will stand by this i think the hot chick is still a funny movie i've never seen it so the hot chick is it's dumb as fuck. It's basically uh, Rachel McAdams in her first role oh, turns I like into her. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider turns into her through magical earrings. But the thing about the movie is that so good. Anna Faris is also in it. Uh-huh. She's she's so good. But the thing about it is, is Rob Schneider and Rachel McAdams. So you see Rachel McAdams barely, but she genuinely convinces you that she is Rob Schneider in that body. But he, as a teenage girl in Rob Schneider's body. 100% convinces you that it's real. Like, he genuinely goes okay. all out in this comedic performance and he's like, I am this girl and I've been put into his body. There's a scene where he doesn't know how to pee standing up and it's just, it's actually like, it's, <laughs> okay. it's a silly ass watch. But I, yeah. I mean, every other movie he's done, I'm like, I don't know. Like, the bench warmers, I like because we all mean that as children. Yes, that's fair, that's fair. Well, do you want to do a lightning round? We Yeah, yeah. You can? Okay. Um, let's do... Made. I can start if you'd like. Made. Yeah. Because, and so we both get the same like word. M-A-D-E or M-A-I-D. M-A-I-D. Yeah. Ooh. So um, for me, uh, Made is about... What's a sequel to Made in Manhattan? Okay. But her life has taken a turn and it's made in Staten Island. Okay. And, and so she's not doing well this well, time. I'm, I already know who is the main lead. <laughs> yes. I already know who the male lead is because it's Staten Island. Absolutely. That well, is so. Yes. And for you, Maid is... Maid. Well, the, the instant you, I heard Maid and mm-hmm. M-A-I-D, I think of the TV series that's already come out. And you think of Maid instantly, but I was trying to come up with an, an acronym that could make it like, oh. like make... America. Make America... Indifferent. In... in in dick I don't know like, <laughs> something like that where it's like cause like yeah made, made like you've already got like the angle where it's like made in Manhattan like that stuff mm-hmm. like that which is great but like if I did yeah if I did that it'd be, it'd be something along the lines of like make America inside inside democracy democracy yeah. there's, there's so there's so many ways you could take that but I mm-hmm. think yeah it would have to be like Sacha Baron Cohen going back into America excellent as a follow up just to see like where from how many years it's been since he made that first documentary series and like I don't know get Jon Stewart on board <laughs> <laughs> and just be like taking down everyone like there's nothing more embarrassing than watching those as an American watching those, that series. I must. I can't. I can't. It's like, so embarrassing because we we have even the second Borat. If you oh, fuck, 
Have you, cause you, have you seen um, uh, Guy Williams New Zealand today? I have not. So no. it's, it's all on YouTube and he, he basically just goes to like small towns and all this stuff and he interviews people and the thing is he'll interview people and they'll be kooky characters and all that stuff but they're not like the worst people on earth whereas like John Stewart and Cedric Cohen seem to find the worst people in America and, and it's just like oh those, those are just the silent mon- monopoly it's like <laughs> no it's not. Uh, it's all over my TikTok and new John Stewart series as well because I I, I've, I love John Stewart but yeah. There's that one that one interview that went viral where he goes hey, I'm sorry yeah and it was like oh no he's really like giving it to this he's guy just, he's because he's like what he's he's like in his fifties he's done with it all he, he yeah. doesn't care about like can't give a he shit. doesn't care about feelings so he's just like hey, yeah you like guns still like come on let's go with haunt. 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 H A U N T. H A U N T. Haunt. haunt. Oh, a ghost okay. is haunting someplace. Always. Well, we need we need a good parody of horror movies with ghosts. Yes. There have not been any good ones. That's true. There's like there's there's the avenue that Paranormal Activity came out and everyone kind of there was a little bit of bandwagon. Marlon Wayans made one called mm-hmm. Haunted House and it's yes. got some funny moments, but it's like there needs to be a genuine like fully focused movie that takes everything from like that craze of the ghosts okay. and the whole ghost and all that stuff and make it funny as okay. that's what I want because I, I think spoof, spoof movies are the only like comedies that can last a lifetime because like you you will have jokes that are only timely to this, to this stuff but like with, with these movies I think yeah it just I didn't I like I love horror movies but I instantly thought there's a lot of horror movies we need we need like to make fun of this shit because Mm -hmm. there's always those movies that come out that make fun of them so they seem like serious like Shaun of the Dead came out in the middle of the zombie surge like all of them come out like that so yeah we need a need a good good ghost comedy I agree um because I keep trying to do Ghostbusters to varying levels of success you seen Um, the most recent one I have not okay so I um I love Ghostbusters 1. Okay. You, you tolerate Ghostbusters 2. They're all there. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. whatever. It's a movie. Yeah. Al Ramis. Al Ramis. R.I.P. And um, what's his name? The little guy's in it. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Who, yeah, like, it's like, if anything he's in, I'll do it. But the, 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 the woman <laughs> Ghostbusters, I was like, okay. Where? They need a script. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, it's, it's full of so much talent and they just, like, don't utilize it. I will say this. Kate McKinnon in that, very good. I would say most things that came out of her mouth, I did laugh at. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Kristen, no, Kristen Wiggin, uh, was what's Melissa McCarthy? Melissa McCarthy. They were just not doing what they could do, like a lot yeah. better. I really liked um, who's the fourth one? She's on SNL. Um, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. She I thought she was great. Good. That's yeah. how I discovered her because she was like the every the every person. Yeah. She was just like I'm done. What the hell's going on yeah. here? So that was good. But the most recent one with Paul Rudd, yeah. I went into that movie being like, oh, what is this? And it's very much a legacy movie and yeah. it really relies on you to watch all the movies. But the ending made me cry. Okay. So I, I, I recommend that one. But it's okay. it's one of those movies that you watch and you go, oh, yeah, this is a good movie. And then you forget about it. Later, so. Gotcha. So for me, for Haunt is about a woman who can't go over her ex after he ghosted her. Yeah, good. No, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, spite are for our final lightning round. Spite. S-P-I-T-E. Spite. So mine is about a guy trying to make a soda in competition with Sprite and he can't get the R and so and that's uh, and it just doesn't go well for him. Kind of like the founder. Instantly (laughs) I got on that level but it's about it's like kind of like a fake fake um realness to the story of Sprite being created but it's about like two people and one of them gets fucked over and it's his story and it's called Spite exactly <laughs> it's like, like that like I don't know like if when Coca-Cola was coming out and Sprite was making this thing and they like had joined they were like at each other's necks like a social network social network but like but like yeah. there needs to be more movies like the social network no one's done as good a like that kind of story with that kind of stuff like I think that movie, like, it's one of those movies that, like, someone says, are you social media? I'm like, oh, 10. Oh, yeah, it's 10 out of 10. 10 it's a great movie. But, like, just, yeah, just, like, but, like, yeah, I bet, like, the founder or social network with, like, the, because they're, they're releasing a movie, like, with a real stat cast, but I never know what to think because I think Amazon's releasing it. But it's about, like, Nike. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw like, that. Like, yeah. Ben Matt Damon. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that could be interesting. But I want, like, one that, like, doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. like, knows that it's a 
like a, a biopic kind of thing about mm-hmm. a subject that you wouldn't normally be interested in because like mm-hmm. I think those movies are when you what really shine is when you have like a movie that like oh I'm not really I don't really know about this story like how this mm-hmm. happened and then they tell and then they show you and you're like oh that's pretty cool yeah but no they're definitely surprised <laughs> excellent is there anything that you want people to know about you that listen to this program uh, I am a I'm a comedian and I will be continuing doing comedy uh, Into the Sandman my show will be going to other places other than Wellington I don't feel like stopping it'll be coming around New Zealand and around Australia and maybe one day because you probably have American yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, American listeners maybe one day it'll come to America or I'll just come to America because I want to come to your country regardless of everyone being shot uh <laughs> But one wait, you have to try and guess what my favorite movie is. Oh sure. Um, ooh. So I had so when I was your four. When I was a kid, yeah, I used to hella be like my top ten. This is my top ten. These are the greatest movies ever. But then I grew a little older and I realized everything is subjective. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, hang on. There's movies that I think are tens. There's my favorite movies. So Mm -hmm. I'll put out like my what I the four four movies that I think uh, that are one of them. So I've got Jaws. Yeah, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Interesting choice. I have. Okay, what else have we got? We've got. Uh, oh, there's so many movies that I want to say. What's the? There's. Ah, uh, got Raging Bull. Okay. And I'll do uh, Spirited Away. Okay, out of those four. Out of those four, which one is my favorite I... movie? I think it's got to be one of the first two because you were very confident about the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got a play your hand there. But I feel like oh, I'm kind of torn because on the one hand, I feel like this is Princess Bride. On the one hand, <laughs> um, uh, Jaws is a very basic kind of film bro answer. Mm-hmm. And I think you're more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Return of the King... There is that thing of like, are you just proud of Sir Peter Jackson <laughs> coming from your country? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to go with Return of the King because you did not pick Fellowship of the Ring, which is the best one in my opinion. Ooh, okay. Yep. Don't worry. No, all three of those movies are fantastic. No, Lord of the Rings Return of the King has been my favorite movie ever. And it's I a great film. Watch it. I watch it like once a year and I'll go and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. But Jaws, I do think, is a 10 out of 10 movie. And I Absolutely. Love. But there's, like, there's a bunch of movies that I'll put up there, like, be, like, tens and all that stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't... Yeah, Lord of the Rings... If someone says, favorite movie, I'll be like, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and then everything else comes below that just because it's so good. It's a great film. Yeah. Um, a plus. Did win all of those Oscars. The so most good. amount it's, I think that's ever been won. So it's... it's It got nominated for 11 and won 11. That's yeah. never happened before. Which is insane. Which is insane that it sweeped the whole thing. They... But it's tied mm. with Ben-Hur... That's insane. From the 50s or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it, Charles and Hester? Yes, that's great. And Titanic. Okay. mm. Jim Cameron, I'll say this. I watched Alien 2. Makes a movie. He makes a movie that everybody likes. Alien 2 fucking rips. Aliens is fucking amazing. I was talking to my my friend uh, who works at, he works at Weta and he worked on Avatar. Sick. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, James Cameron, like, he's a douche, but he knows how to make a fucking movie. He does know how to make a movie that everybody wants to go and see. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, if you want to listen to episodes early and watch, uh, watch, read, watch with your eyes words, which is called reading. Reading. Um, reviews that I do, you can go to tristanmiller.substack.com and subscribe there. I want to say thank you very much and hope to see you again soon. Thank you for having me. This was great. Awesome. Thank you.